and welcome to Pokemon Joe podcast. Because, uh, well, I don't have Charles with me here tonight. We're going to go ahead and do this solo. Uh, so bear with me. I hope it goes well. We shall find out. Uh, so first things first, let's go with experiences of the week as we normally do. Um so this past week, I got in on a couple of raids, got myself a new Latios. Uh, not a shiny, though. Uh, though, is it Latios or Latios I have a shiny? I'll have to check. Uh, not even all that great of IVs, so nothing too spectacular there. Um, uh, so Latios. I have a shiny Latios from long time ago uh from 2019 so yeah uh but you know every little bit helps plus getting did i get i don't even know if i got any xl candy from that nope um so you know it is what it is that will always be a struggle when it comes to the uh legendaries is getting the xl candy for them uh at least in until they make it uh possible to get xl candy from uh more sources so there's that. Um, but all in all, it's been uh, a pretty generic week besides that. Uh, did get myself uh, another bag on, which is always good. Um, again, trying to get those XL candies. And did catch a Muna. Uh, just got one, the floating jelly bean. Um, but yeah, so that's fun there as well. Um, hello, Nearly Fletcher. Thanks for tuning in. And let's go ahead and see what we have in the Discord. Uh, if you want to be part of that Discord, all of our levels of Patreon get it. All of I say all of them like there's a whole bunch. There's only two levels of our Patreon. Uh, but that's patreon.com slash Pokemon Go podcast. Uh, and so here we have U.S. Nate Scout, who deems himself the real fraud. Not to be confused with uh, Barry Folk, who deems himself the original fraud. Uh, but U.S. Nate Scout got two Charles catches, uh, got a couple of shinies, so a shiny Magikarp and a shiny Krabby. Interesting, though, that the Magikarp is not tagged as shiny, but the Krabby is. <laughs> and then I, I, let a, I spearheaded a campaign trying to get Charles to charge his gotcha. I think uh, maybe maybe that's why he's not here tonight. He's just so busy... Play, uh, playing Pokemon Go with his gotcha that he just couldn't be here tonight, you know? Stuff happens. He he just he loves the game that much. And so, <laughs> uh, he said he was going to charge it, so we'll see if he actually did. Uh, and then, speaking of Barry Folk, showing off some trades that he got in today. He's got a, a Bishar, 15-15-14 Lucky Bishar. That's pretty awesome right there. Um, and then also traded for a shiny Makuhita. Uh, didn't list the IVs on it in the in the name, but you know, shiny lucky Makuhita. That's pretty awesome there. Um, and then also showing off, he finally has a level fifty friend, uh, which is pretty awesome because uh, at least getting to fifty legitimately. Uh, because of all the different time gates could only happen within the past couple of weeks. So that is pretty awesome there. So we've got that. <laughs> and then experience of the week is being stalked by Tom. Oh, Tom, what have you been up to? I don't even think... Sorry for just a second. I don't even think we have a uh, 
a speak pipe from Tom today. Uh, we do have three. One of them's from Anonymous, so maybe, but the other two are labeled. Uh, so I know that they are not from Tom. But we might have a speak pipe from Tom if, it, if he left his, his name anonymous. But, yeah. Good old Tom. Fraudwatch 2021. Um, Purgit showing off a shiny Latios. Pretty decent IVs on that as well. 15... 13 or sorry 15 11 and looks to be about 12 or 13 so that's pretty awesome there uh another shiny latios with wait is that the same one it's got the nope it's got different ivs for a second i was like it's got the same ivs but it does not uh another shiny latios with it's 15 13 14 it looks like and a shiny Latios. So uh, Perjit was going going ham on <laughs> another shiny Latios. Latios. He was going ham on those uh, those raids. Very awesome there. And then a shiny Grimer. So pretty nice stuff there. Um, sorry, uh, Twitch. I've got something in my eyes, so it's messing with me. But I will power on. And then we've got Hallowed Robin showing off uh, the rank rank 2,445, which is pretty nice. Um, and then ended up uh, a little bit lower once he got up to Veteran. Uh, so, but still, plugging along, doing quite well, and pretty awesome stuff there. And then we've got U.S. Nate Scout with a shiny Jigglypuff. And I love that uh, the screenshot shows Jigglypuff in the snow. Just looks adorable. Uh, Popeye showing off a lucky red-striped Basculin. Um, and the for those that may not know, um, Basculin has two different colors, the red stripe and I believe the other one's blue stripe. Um, but they are... Um, a couple of hemisphere, uh, so split down the hemisphere on which side of the hemisphere determines which version you get. So it's a regional, the two different versions, similar to how Shellos, his two different colors, are in different regions as well. Um, <laughs> Terry calling, off, calling out Charles, telling him to get his gotcha charged and unmute the raid channel. Um... Popeye showing off a perfect purified Teddy Ursa. <laughs> uh, Terry, he's uh, he's flaunting his uh, how many Pokeballs he has. He has one thousand seven hundred and forty-one Pokeballs, and I-, I made a comment here that that might be more than Charles has bag space. Um, and then Nulty coming in uh, just about an hour before the show here said he took it easy this week. Uh, and an easy week for him is uh, two shiny Latios, a shiny Shadow Beldum, a uh, shiny Nidoran Male, shiny Stantler, shiny Magikarp, and a shiny Miltank. So pretty good stuff all around there. 
And then we have the discussion for this week. Yeah, the sh- <laughs> Alan 13 Gaming, the shiny milk. Uh, blue milk tank makes me think of blue milk from Star Wars. Um, so we've got... Uh, the discussion from this past week, which was how can, how could Niantic make stickers more rewarding? Uh, last week we talked briefly about how uh, I view stickers as well, and functionally they're just a cosmetic thing that they're they don't actually do anything in the game. Uh, and so the question was, how can we make them more rewarding? And Charles actually commented on here. And he says that he wished that we could get candies related to the sticker uh, that we received would make it more worth it to him. So, candies related to the sticker. Now, not all of the stickers have Pokemon on them. Um, some of them are for different events. And perhaps it could be a random Pokemon based on the featured Pokemon of those events. That could work. Um but yeah, so they're, they're. I'm still trying to think of how they could pull this off. To be honest, make the stickers more rewarding. Um, and then Shiftworks says a sticker book where we can see what stickers we have collected and what we still need to get. Um, so another another box to check uh, for different things collected. Um, and that could be an idea. And possibly if that was if they went that route, they could also provide rewards uh, based on how many stickers you've collected along the way. Um, so that's a, that is definitely an idea, definitely a possibility. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, just thinking out loud here, um, and I think Alan Gaming's gonna, gonna give us a comment here live on the Twitch chat. Um, but uh, those are both okay ideas. Those are good ideas. I like the sticker book idea, especially if they added the add-on of getting some rewards. Um, but I, even even when I'm trying to get rid of my stickers, I always have an overabundance of stickers. Uh, so maybe being able to turn in stickers, that would be an idea as well. Like turn in, say, five stickers for some Poke coins or something. Um, I mean, I always, uh, everyone always likes to get pokey coins whenever possible, right? Um, so perhaps not because that would cut into their bottom line, but maybe, maybe turn them in for, uh, maybe pokeballs. That wouldn't be half bad being able to exchange extra stickers for pokeballs. Plus if they had the, the sticker book. Uh, then you could see which ones you have gotten before as well. Because, like, I've got... Um, if I go into my my stickers here, um, I've got some stickers here that I don't want to use because I'm never going to get them again. Um, so, for instance, these GoFest stickers. I've got five of each of these GoFest stickers from 2019. Um, I'm, I may never get those again. Uh, here's GoFest 2020 stickers, and so some of these these rarer stickers, um, you know, I I would like to have a record of, of seeing it. Um, Alan 13 Gaming says Pokestop stops shall give an extra. Are you talking about an extra um, sticker or an extra uh, Pokeball? Um, or uh, he said, or sell 
10 stickers for one Pokecoin. Um, so that could work as well. Um, if they did do the sticker book and I had a record of it, maybe I'd be less uh, hesitant about handing out some of these event uh, the event stickers. Um, but if we, what would actually make the events even more promising if we, if they went with Charles's idea, uh, giving out candies related to these stickers, the event stickers, what if it's a rare candy that they gave out or an XL candy? That could work as well. Probably the rare candy, to be honest, um, just based on Niantic's behavior. But that would be that would be an interesting mechanic as well. That could work. Uh, so yeah. So I I mean, I just I just wish the the stickers did more than just a cosmetic thing. And we're going to talk about about some more stickers that they've added to the game here in just a little bit. But yeah. I, yeah, I just wish the stickers did more. And we are going to go off to a short commercial break. And when we come back, we will jump into the news. The Pokemon Go podcast is made possible 100% by you and other listeners just as awesome as you are. If you want to support the show and get a little something in return, just go to patreon.com slash Pokemon Go podcast. All right, so the first thing we got here, they teased it out on Twitter. Uh, they showed some, a picture of some bird tracks on their Twitter page and, sa and said that this would be the featured Pokemon for March, and they have since announced it. Uh, so on March 6th, uh, the community day will be Fletchling. Um, Fletchling is probably my favorite... Um, bird Pokemon that you get at the beginning of the game. Um, so in Gen 1, there was Pidgey. In Gen 2, there was Hoot Hoot, and so on and so forth. And uh, Fletchling uh, is probably my favorite, Poss probably because he he remains pretty relevant um, throughout the, the game, the main series games. Uh, with his flying fire type, but in addition to that, uh, he has a um, an ability. I believe it's called Warm Body. I'd have to double check on that, but I believe it's called Warm Body that makes it so uh, he can hatch eggs faster. And we'll talk a bit more about Fletching later because uh, spoiler alert: he's gonna be the uh, the, the random trivia. Um, but yes, so we have Fletchling. Uh, you can encounter a shiny one, of course, because it is um, Community Day. Uh, evolving it during Community Day, it will know Incinerate. Um, <laughs> reminder, especially to me, to take snapshots. Uh, but yeah, Alan13Gaming uh, is saying, yay, new shiny. Uh, and I definitely agree. I echo those thoughts 100%. Uh, because the last couple of shinies have been ones, or the last couple of communities have been shinies that were already released. Um, but yeah, so, uh, and this will be the first community day of this year where the having a ticket to the Kanto event doesn't automatically get you into uh, the $1 special research, the bravest bird research. Um, and then during the the uh, the event, of course, incense will last an extra 
amount of time. It'll last for three hours. So two, if you're playing for the whole time, two incense will get you through the entire event since it's six, uh, six hours long, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time. Um, and then the other bonus is three times catch experience, um, which, you know, for a lot of people that experiences, experience matters again because they increase the cap, but a lot of people don't have sufficient experience. Um, I know personally it's going to take me a while to to get to 50, at least just from experience, not, not even thinking about all of the other uh, requirements at each stage. So, but yeah, so that's March 6th. That's a Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time. And yeah, I'm actually pretty excited for that. So... Uh, even though I am mystic, uh, I've always, uh, leaned towards a lot of the fire Pokemon. So with, uh, his evolution, uh, Talonflame uh, being a fire type, it, I, I really like it. So, so, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> uh, the next one, um, this is was just announced um, earlier today, actually. Uh, this is... We're going to close out the Pokemon Day weekend with a Kanto-themed raid day. Uh, and they've... Uh, this is not surprising, at least not to me. Um, but these these raids will be available also during the, uh, the event this weekend as well, the Kanto Tour event. Um... But yeah, so on Sunday, February 28th, so that's the, the last uh, weekend of the month, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. local time. So for three hours, uh, we'll have a raid day where Articuno, Zapdos, and Moltres will all be appearing in five-star raids. Their shinies will, of course, be available because, well, they've been available for quite some time now. And Giovanni is going to be having a different Shadow Legendary Pokemon during this. They don't specify he, uh, who, uh, but my guess is Mewtwo. Alan13Gaming says, why not Mewtwo? And my guess is because um, Giovanni will have uh, Mewtwo. I could be wrong on that. That's just my guess. Um, I wonder if we'll see a return of the Armored Mewtwo. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but during that, you can also pick up a bundle of, a free bundle of three remote raid passes in the shop. Um, so that's nice. And then you can also get five free regular raid passes by spinning uh, Pokestops or gems during the event. So uh, between those free eight raid passes, uh, you should be able to get uh, some, if you're determined to, you should be able to get some pretty good ones on there. So, uh, Also, during the event, you can use a Charge TM to change a Shadow Pokemon's uh, charged attack from frustration to something else. Um, so that's pretty exciting right there. I've got a couple of uh, Shadow Pokemon that I would like to, to do that with. Uh, that, ironically, that might be the most exciting part of this event for me personally. Um, though, the, I mean, it, it'll be fun all around, but, you know, we've, we've had the legendary birds a bunch of different times. And so, uh, I think I even have, at least Moltres, I think I have a couple of shiny 
Moltres, actually. Um, let's see. If I can spell legendary right, then I can I can see that. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, one shiny Moltres and two shiny Zapdos. Um, so, yeah. The, the pink... The pink Moltres. Uh, Moltres, the shiny Moltres has the most distinct uh, color change. Uh, Zapdos and Articuno are a lot more subtle. Um, yeah. Ooh, a Gothita. I do like Gothita. Need to get those candies. Um, but yeah, so this event, again, this is the last Sunday of the month, February 28th. 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. local time. Um, and I don't know who the shadow Pokemon is going to be, but uh, with Articuno, Zapdos, and Moltres, uh, in general, you just have to use somebody that's throwing rocks at them because they're all flying types, so rocks are going to be super effective, uh, especially Moltres. Um, but yeah, so that will be fun. Um now we've got uh, someone here criticizing the Community Day uh, Pokemon. Uh, this comes to us from the Silk Road subreddit, um, a user named Bert Macklin FBI. Uh, for those who understand that reference, uh, you're pretty awesome. Uh, but yeah, Bert Macklin FBI. And so what they've said is that it has been 306 or it will have been probably is what they meant based on the context of the of the post itself but will have been 361 days since the last PVE relevant community day. Um community day definitely has tended to focus towards PVP rather than PVE. Um so there's that uh, so they said, the, in their opinion, the last uh, PVE-relevant Community Day was Rhyhorn with Rock Wrecker, and that was February of last year. And they've already announced uh, Fletchling for this uh, for March, and so they're saying that um, Fletchling is PvP-oriented, and so that means the earliest one will be April. Uh, for the next PvP uh, community day, and so he he lists all the different Pokemon here that have been in the last fourteen months that have been um, community day, um, and so yeah, 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 and none of them have made a noteworthy impact on PVE, and he says that Charmander probably comes the closest with Dragon Breath uh, in Mega Charizard X form. Uh, but even then, it gets outclassed by a lot of things. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it is ranked uh, relatively low. Like, it's not even in the top 10, even at that point. So, um, and, you know, it, Charles and I are both more into PvE than we are into PvP. And so, yeah. I, I get, I 100%, I get where this is coming from. Um, it, uh, oftentimes it just feels like the community days, at least recently, last year, have just been check marks. Okay, I've got it if I ever wanted to use it type thing. Um, and so, yeah. And the, 
one of the top comments here uh, on the on the page is that they feel that Niantic spent way too much time early to set up the PVE meta, um, and so they it's just natural that they would be focusing on PvP at this point. So, yeah. Uh, Alan13Gaming says that they love PvP. Uh, so I, w- I would like to hear what your thoughts are on um, on the last year's Pokemon, the Community Day Pokemon, uh, being PvP-focused. Have you thoroughly enjoyed that? Do you wish they had some more that were PvP? Or, sorry, PvE uh, versus what we've been getting, PvP? Uh, but yeah, let me know in the comments, and... We, I will circle back to it. Um, but yeah, we've got uh, basically everything else that we're going to be talking about tonight will be about the Kanto tour. Uh, Niantic has been prepping for this tour since late last year. And I, for their sake, I hope that this goes off without a, without a hitch. Um, but yeah, uh, so. Alan13Gaming says that more PvP Pokemon, because uh, they can they can be... Is that supposed to be meta? Yeah, a lot of PvP uh, content can be used in PvE, that's true. Um, but, yeah. Plus, I don't know. Do we really need people soloing these high-tier raids all the time? Because I've seen a bunch of videos of solo or duos of almost every uh, raid. I mean, you've got to have the perfect setup to do it, but um, yeah. There's there's very few raids where top-tier players that have the perfect setup can't uh, at least two-man two these, these, uh, these raids. And so I really is is it the is it the need for pve pokemon or is it the need for pve to become more exciting Uh, i mean we did get mega but is that i guess that's the last pve content that was new that we got was um were megas and so I, you know what? We're going to make that discussion. The discussion point for next week um, is going to be uh, what would you like to see as the next uh, PVE content from Niantic? Um, so what what PVP would you what PVE content would you like to see from Niantic next? And uh, <laughs> Alan Thirteen Gaming is saying that the the Mega is bad. Uh, I, I'm I am not gonna disagree with you uh megas could have been handled a lot of different ways and i really don't think they stuck the landing with it um so yeah Uh, again the so the discussion for next week is what would you like to see next in pvp in pve i keep saying pvp in pve what would you like to see next in pve But yeah, so let's see. Uh, okay, so like I said, the next 
stuff we're going to be talking about is the Canto Tour. Niantic has been pushing a lot of assets uh, specifically related to the Canto Tour. Um, and like I said before, also they've been pushing the Canto Tour itself since late last year. Um, and, oh, okay, so uh, Alan13Gaming uh, says that Megas are bad in their opinion because they can't can't be used in PvP. Um, I, you, yeah, yeah, they, they did not stick the landing any which way when it came to Megas, in my opinion. And they've made some tweaks along the way trying to help, but, you know, I... I'm sad that they botched such a neat aspect of the game. So. And maybe we'll have that as a discussion point for uh, the week after what Niantic could do to improve the Mega System. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, I was talking about some of the, the assets that have been added to the game uh, recently. So they put in some... Uh, stickers. Uh, so we have the Pokemon Go Tour a sticker, which looks a lot like the um, Pokemon Go uh, Go the Pokemon Go Go Fest sticker for 2020. Uh, very much the same. Um, so there's that. And then we have uh, a Mew sticker, which is actually pretty adorable in my opinion. And then we have a Mewtwo sticker. Again, they're pushing all of these stickers, and we all know how I feel about the stickers. I do wish that they did more. Uh, but if Charles's idea went into it, having Mewtwo stickers give you Mewtwo candy wouldn't be half bad. I would like that. Um, so, you know, there's that. Um... And then they also are pushing in a ton of clothing uh, outfits. Um, so there's a Canto Tour green cap, a Canto Tour red cap, and a shiny Mew shirt, a Venusaur, Charizard, and Blastoise jackets. That's three different jackets. They are pushing three new face masks into the game as well. A grass mask, fire mask, and water mask. Um, and then they're, they pushed in a two different uh, Muna uh, hats. Uh, one that's pro predominantly pink, and the other one is predominantly uh, black. They pushed in some Muna pants, some pink pants. Uh, and then a, a male and female version of Muna shirts. Uh, Alan13Gaming asks, do you think uh, they are going to ruin Shiny Mew? Um, I mean, Mew isn't really relevant in PvE or PvP. So unless they completely botched the art asset, I'm not sure how they could ruin Shiny Mew. Um, what are you, I mean, you're asking, so what are your fears for Shiny Mew? How they're gonna, how do you think they could ruin it? Um, but back to these assets, I actually kind of, I, I like these Venusaur, uh, Charizard and Blastoise jackets. 
Um, it is a touch sad that there isn't a Blastoise hat. I get that the Kanto Tour is featuring red and green version, but if they're going to put the Blastoise jacket, I wish that the hat was there as well. Um, so there's that. And then um, they actually have a... We have another uh, art asset of the... Actually sh uh, showing the back of these jackets. Um, so we've got the Venusaur Charizard and Blastoise jackets here on that second link that I put in chat. Um, as well as a couple of new stickers specifically for the Valentine's Day event with Plusle and Minin and Pikachu. Um, but these jackets, that's what I wanted to focus on. The back of these jackets is stellar in my opinion. Um, some of the classic stances of the starter Pokemon there and... Um, it, I personally, I just think it looks fantastic. Uh, these these art assets here, so we will we'll see. I, I'll I I will probably switch to one of these jackets in the near future. So, but yeah. Um. So uh, I'm gonna need you to explain. I don't quite understand what you're saying there, Alan. Thirteen gaming. Uh, so you think that the tasks are what's going to ruin the shiny Mew to, or shiny Mew? All right, so they've pushed all of those different things into the game. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, Alan Thirteen Gaming did clarify. Yes, uh, they think that the the tasks could ruin shiny Mew. I see what you're saying now. Uh, so the the you're talking specifically about ruining the quest line for Shiny Mew, uh, and it's definitely a possibility. Um, we talked about, I believe it was last week, uh, the couple in Canada who uh, got a, got a fine. In, yeah, it was last week. Talk about the Canadian couple that got a fine for driving around to play Pokemon Go. I believe it was an eight hundred and eighty dollar fine. And so there's definitely parts of the world where you you can't leave. Uh, you can't leave your house. And so if they do stuff like walking a certain distance as part of the task, that could definitely uh, be a negative impact for a lot of players. Um, so because even let alone walking around, but driving around isn't even allowed, even if you're in your own vehicle. Um in a lot of places right now in the world. So yeah, I, I hope I, I really, really, really hope that this Canto tour uh, goes off without a hitch and is, is enjoyable for everyone involved. Um, so yeah. Um, and I, <laughs> I especially hope that uh, New Zealand doesn't have issues because I don't know what is up with Niantic, but they have so many issues with New Zealand at the start of events. Um, I just, I, I'm a coder and it just, it screams lack of testing to me. Um, and so it just, it, it irks me. It irks me a lot. Um, but you know, there's a lot of other people that are irked as well. Uh, there's, a lot of people have expressed 
uh, their frustration because uh, the game appears to have nerfed Pokeballs uh, here in the last week. So the upcoming, um, this it seems like it's harder for people to stock up on Pokeballs this week. So make sure that you are diligently opening your twenty. If you're part of the, if you're going to be participating in the Pokemon Go Tour event, make sure you're diligently opening uh, your twenty gifts each day. Um, make sure that you are spending as many stops as you can. Stock up on as many Pokeballs as you can. Uh, hoard them like the Terry Wolf who has 1,700. <laughs> uh, but yeah, try to get as many as you can uh, because during the event, um, again, the event for the Pokemon Go Tour is, um, not. I believe it's 9 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. I don't think it's local time. I'm going to double check that here in just a moment. Um, but yeah, the, the Pokemon Go Tour... Make sure you stock up on as much as you can. It, it is a 12-hour event. It's going to be big. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the location is worldwide. I'm looking at the events. Um, uh, the event uh, page. And it doesn't actually put a timestamp on it. So, I wonder if it is local time. Um, I, d I, I was trying to look for the blog post of it, uh, to see if I could find that, um, but yeah, it is, it is 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., um, and, and I am, I'm super curious, uh, to see what the, what the time frame on that is, and it, cause it's been so long since they posted the, the Pokemon Go tour, uh, information, so now, cause they, they, they posted it, what, back in January or something? Um, let's see. This is the blog post from back in December. Okay. So it is local time. Okay. So confirmed. I just looked it up. Uh, it's, again, Saturday the 20th. So that's in two days, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. local time. Um, so, yeah, make sure you have as much candy as you can. Um, and I guess that's primarily for people who are here live because, uh, this podcast probably won't go out until Saturday or Sunday. Uh, Alan 13 gaming is asking if it is true that the Kanto event will be one week. Uh, the, the bulk of it will be on Saturday. Um, and so, yeah, that, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how much to, to phrase beyond that. Like there's, there's going to be some follow-up things like they've talked about extend the event and things like that. Um, but whenever, whenever it comes to experiences like this, uh, with the, the events, um, I think there's only been one time where they've said, Hey, the special research is going away. Uh, so you should have more than just that day to get it done, I would think. Um, but, you know, finding the, some of those Pokemon... Because part of the event is is getting all 150 Pokemon. 
Uh, and so the, the featured Pokemon will primarily be that day. I mean, they are having the, in, uh, the week after they're doing the, uh, raid day with Moltres, Articuno, and Zapdos. Um, yeah, you said the 27th is Pokemon Day. Exactly. Uh, they're doing the, that, with that weekend, they're doing the Articuno, Zapdos, and Moltres raid week, uh, raid day. Um, and so there's that. And part of the event, like you were saying, you wish that Mewtwo was part of the raid day that's going to be happening the following week, but Mewtwo will be in raids on uh, during the Pokemon Go Tour Kanto event. So for ticketed people. Now, and you know, I focused primarily on the ticketed portion of the event. There is a limited version of the event for non-ticketed people. So some of the Pokemon uh, will be there even if you don't have a ticket, uh, as well as being able to find Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres, and Mewtwo raids. Those legendary raids will be available to all people. Um, and then uh, the you will have access to um, uh, a some time to research as well, and the trade distance will still be increased. Uh, and yes, Shiny Ditto has been confirmed as part of the event as well. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I'm hoping that it goes uh, swimmingly, that it is a fantastic, amazing event. Um, but yeah, I, I do feel bad that it appears that the Pokeballs have been nerfed ahead of the event. Um, I personally feel it should be the opposite. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that Niantic does that I don't always understand. Um, and then we've also got a couple of infographics here that show the differences between red version and green version of the event. Uh, so it shows, you know, we, we've talked about this in the past, but it shows the different, uh, event exclusive Pokemon as well as it, well, it shows their shiny forms on this. Uh, and then um, it shows also which ones have increased chances, and it shows their evolutions off to the right as well. So it shows their, their base forms on the left, and it shows their evolved forms on the right. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said before, I picked the red version, um, primarily because of Growlithe. Uh, Growlithe is one of the exclusive Pokemon as part of the red version of the event. And so I really wanted to, uh, get him. Um, now earlier I said, you have to catch 150 Pokemon. Um, but they have stated that trading does count. Uh, so meeting up with people and trading or, uh, you know, 40 kilometers up to 40 kilometers, you can trade, uh, to get all of these different 150 Pokemon. Um, so, you know, part of your build-up to this event could be saving uh, specific uh, Pokemon so that you can trade them during the event. Um, and also coordinating with your local groups and so that you can coordinate trades as well. So, good, good stuff there. Uh, now we've got a couple of speak pipes. Um, this first one is coming to us from... Jacket K. All right, let's see. 
greeting our web, this is Jackie K, and it's time for some Shadow Pokemon Trivia. Today we'll be talking about Shadow Viabra, but mostly talking about how Pokemon Coliseum allowed me to discover one of my favorite Pokemon. I probably did see a Trappist or two playing through the original Generation 3 games, movie and Sapphire, but I never used it, so I don't think Tiffany made the association that Viabra was the evolved form of Trapinch. But when I saw that Viabra, I knew it was meant to be. So I stole away this not Dragonfly Dragon from this evil trainer, made it my own, purified it, and used it for our adventure. I remember just why I loved it so much. Its design just appealed to me in just the right way. Though actually what was probably more appealing than its design was just its typing and ability. Ground Dragon gave it so many resistances, and it could float above the ground? Kidney loves things that float above the ground, especially in a game all about double battles. Pairing it up with something that knows Earthquake, you just ban the most powerful move in the game with no repercussions. Yay! This story can also be used as an example to showcase one of the many things that fans of the GameCube games love so much about them. The Pokemon selection is unfortunately very limiting, but through those limitations in the way the game's designed, that forces you to use Pokemon you normally wouldn't use, and through that process made me discover a new favorite. It makes me curious how different my life would be if there was never that Viabra in Pokemon Coliseum. Very interesting. Uh, yeah, Trapinch was definitely... If I remember correctly from the Gen 3 games, you could only find him in the center area um, where that desert portion was, and uh, or maybe even right around it. But yeah, I, I haven't really... In the main series games, I've never trained a, a Trap Inch. Um, and now I have done... Uh, see, Let's see, how do I want to phrase it? So I've done uh, playthroughs where I said, no, I can't use these Pokemon because I they're my go-to Pokemon. Um, so, you know, no Dragonite, no Gyarados, no Growlithe, you know. Some of these Pokemon that... I personally love, and I know that I would be happy w with training, um, just to get out of my comfort box. I've I've done that as well, um, but then there's also things like a Nuzlocke. Uh, for those that don't know what a Nuzlocke is, it's where you play through the games. Um, if your Pokemon faints, you can't use it ever again. Some people say you have to transfer it uh, or set it free uh, in the main series games, or you can put it into your box into the the dead box, uh, but you can't you can't use it if if it faints. In addition, you can only catch the first Pokemon that you see in each area. So when you get to a new uh, route in the game, the first Pokemon you run into, that's the only one that you can catch. Uh, so if you run into something else, nope. And so Nuzlocks are an interesting way to learn about new Pokemon and get yourself to. Uh, train Pokemon that you've never done. Uh, <laughs> Alan Thirty Gaming says that it sucks. Uh, yeah, so Nuzlocke is definitely not for everybody. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. If you play the main series games, uh, give it a try. See, that's one thing. One thing that Pokemon Go doesn't capture is how how much vested interest you have in specific Pokemon. In the main series game, you know, you have the one starter. You don't catch, you know, 50 million other ones and then trade them out to get candy to power the one up. No, that's not what you do. You train the one Pokemon and you get invested in that Pokemon. Uh, you're, emo at least personally, you're, I get 
emotionally invested in the Pokemon that I, I have on my team. And so there's, that just, that just doesn't exist, at least for me in Pokemon Go. Um, yeah. And that, that's, that's one of the, 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 the things of the magic of Pokemon that I feel is diminished in Pokemon Go, personally. All right. Now we have one from, uh, Miss Chocolate Bar. Okay. Hi, I love your show. What's your favorite chocolate bar? <laughs> All right. First off, that is adorable. Um, <laughs> so, uh, thank you for your, uh, for your words of, of support and for, uh, loving the show. Uh, personally, my favorite chalky bar, chalky bar, chalky, mmm, gotta get that chalky bar. My favorite chocolate bar is, uh, a hundred grand. I, I personally really love the hundred grand. So, gotta get that chalky bar. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, for those that are here live, um, as a reminder, you can type in, um, ex- exclamation mark s space and then whatever title suggestion you have for uh for the show title so and we will vote on those at the end of the recording all right we have one more speak pipe from anonymous let's go ahead and see hi hello robin here the reason i renamed goldine to 50th is because i caught it on my 50th birthday and Tom, you are the Lord of Fraud. <laughs> the Lord of Frauds. Okay, so 50th birthday. Congratulations. Shiny Goldine on your 50th birthday. That's pretty awesome, Hallowed Robin. So Tom is the Lord of Frauds. <laughs> and you can't say anything about it just now because uh, you didn't submit a speak pipe tom um now if you wanted to submit a speak pipe you can go to our website pokemongopodcast.com on the right hand side there is a green button to leave a speak pipe as long as you have an internet connection and a microphone you can do that um if i'm not mistaken they can be up to 90 seconds um well there's no one here to ask me what time it is so i'll just go ahead and say it it is time for random trivia and like I said earlier in the spoiler alert, I'm going to talk about Fletchling uh, this week. Uh, so Fletchling is the tiny robin Pokemon. It evolves into uh, Fletchinder, which is the ember Pokemon, and then into Talonflame, which is the scorching Pokemon. Fletchling is a normal flying type, whereas its evolutions are both fire flying type um and as i said before uh it, it uh its evolutions uh fletchling itself does not have this ability but in the main series games uh fletchinder uh, and talonflame both have an ability i thought it was called warm body it's actually called flame body um that make it so you hatch eggs quicker in the main series games um so egg hatching is actually somewhat similar in the main series games as it is to Pokemon Go, uh, where you have to have a certain distance. Now, Pokemon Go tells you what that is, uh, whereas the main series games do not. Um, and so 
you need to take a certain number of steps in the main series games in order to evolve the Pokemon, and Flame Body reduces the number of steps. Um, and so, yeah. So, let's see, what is it? I can't remember how much it, it reduces it by. Oh, halved. It cuts it in half. So that is pretty awesome. And so uh, Talonflame um, in the Generation 6 games was one of my favorite Pokemon to have. Um, it was I kept it for my entire playthrough of um, Pokemon Y. And uh, it, it helps reduce the, the duration of how much it takes to hatch eggs. It's a flying type, so you can teach it fly. Um, so it serves well for getting around. Um, it has fire typing. Um, it, all around, just very, very much love this Pokemon, personally. And so I am very excited that it will be the Community Day Pokemon. Um, it's Generation Y Pokedex Entry says, uh, and this is for Fletchling, uh, despite the beauty of its lilting voice, it's merciless to intruders that enter its territory. So Fletchling is very territorial. It will mess you up. Um, it is based off of a Japanese robin. And its name, Fletchling, is a combination of uh, Fletching and Fledgling or Hatchling. So Fletchling. Good stuff there. And then... Um, Let's see, Fletchinder, uh, it's Pokemon Y Pokedex entry says, The hotter the flame sack on its belly, the faster it can fly, but it takes some time to get the fire going. Um, so it, it builds up uh, to a flaming roar, I guess, uh, and is able to, to do more damage. Uh, that is not reflected in its abilities in the main series games as far as I know. Um, its name, uh, comes from Fletching and Tinder, or s possibly Cinder. Um, so yeah, Fletchinder. And then there is Talonflame. Uh, so those previous two were based off of a, the previous evolutions were based off of a, uh, uh, Japanese Robin, but Talonflame is based off of a Falcon. And he is awesome looking. He is he is fantastic. Um, so it's uh, Pokedex entry says when attacking prey, it can reach speeds of up to three hundred and ten miles per hour, and it finishes its prey off with a colossal kick. So it's going to fly at you and kick you in the face. Um, so it's based off of a falcon, a bird of prey. Its name, Talonflame, uh, I think is pretty self-explanatory. It comes from Talon and Flame. Uh, some of the other uh, versions of the name, um, like the Japanese version is Fiero, which could possibly be Fire and Arrow, or Fire and Sparrow. Uh, but yeah, pretty awesome stuff. So yeah, that, that won't be until March. Uh, it's a community day, but yeah. Uh, Alan13Gaming is asking if it's good for PvP. 
Uh, I have not looked at the math on that yet. I think when we get closer to community day, we will evaluate that more. Um, but my guess is yes. Uh, the preliminary um, evaluation seems that yes, with incinerate, it should be good for PvP. Um, but with that fire, uh, that fire flying type, um, it will be four times weak to rock. Uh, and a lot of times, four times weak stuff is not the best for, for PvP, just because uh, of how random it is. Random uh, the PvP is in Pokemon Go. Um, you can lose based off of your your first matchup um, to a certain extent. So, yeah. Um, all right. So if you want to email us, you can do so at show at PokemonGoPodcast.com. Uh, like I said before, if you want to leave a speak pipe uh, like Jacket K, Miss Chocolate Bar, or Hallowed Robin did, uh, then you can go to PokemonGoPodcast.com and leave us a speak pipe. If you want to participate in our discussions of the week or submit your own sources for us to use on the show, you can go to reddit.com slash r slash Pokemon Go podcast. Uh, you can uh, find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Pokemon Go podcast. You can find us on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash Pokemon Go pod. Uh, we stream every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time, uh, Eastern U.S., and that is twitch.tv slash Pokemon Go podcast. You can find me personally uh, on Twitter at Joseph underscore Ard. You can find Charles. Uh, he is on Twitter at Rock God of Pod. Or if you just search Rock God of Pod, you can find him everywhere. Uh, I, or search for Charles McFall. That's how I got the image that, that I use while he's gone. Uh, it's an older image, but it makes me laugh. So I do it because he's not here. Um, but yeah, tune in next week to hear what Charles will say, because, uh, well, he's not here tonight. Oh, 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 oh.